Sin is looking for the right things in the wrong place. The three letters that bear the name of John are all about looking in the right places. The right place, looking for light, for truth, for love, and for fellowship. The name John means John the Elder, who lived a generation after John the Gospel writer. And John the Elder leads congregations whose faith is founded in the words of John's Gospel. And so we hear echoes of that Gospel in these letters. A generation has passed from believers who lived in the age of Jesus and the Apostles to communities who live in a changed world, far away from the land of Jesus and of the first John. The first letter of John is a love letter in a dangerous time. Thanks to Bruce Coburn for those words. John's churches are hearing different gospels. They're invited to join arguments about who Jesus really is. Some of their neighbors are taking their words about Jesus and changing them to make them compatible with popular spiritualities. They don't know which voices they should listen to. It's hard to separate truth from falsehood. And one of the, the popular beliefs of the time is very tempting. It's rooted in Gnosticism. It says that Jesus, yes, Jesus came into the world, but only as a spiritual being, temporarily human, part-time in the world, to reveal the truth that human beings can come to know this truth and escape the trap of physical being and rise up above sin to perfection, and if they work really hard at it, they can do it in this life. John the Elder disagrees with force. God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with God and walk in the darkness, we lie and do not do what is true. If we say that we have not sinned, we make God a liar, and God's word is not in us. Those are very, very forceful, forceful words. So yes, John says, the world is sometimes very dark. There's no denying the hard reality of sin in the world and in humanity in each one of us. Sin is not an illusion. It's not something we can escape by force of mind. The Gnostics say we can, the gospel says that sins must be forgiven and only by the love of God revealed in Jesus who is really human, like us. John agrees with the Gnostics on one point, that darkness and light are opposed in this world. And sometimes in the Bible, darkness means mystery. It means the deep mystery where God dwells. And we can't go all the way down into that darkness. But when we find ourselves in darkness, even if we're only knee deep, we find that God is with us. When John writes, darkness means ignorance, falsehood. Light is truth, enlightenment. For John, the only true light comes from God. And we can live in it here and now. It's not something we have to reach for, rejecting the here and now. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just 
and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Sin in our time, our view of sin is more like the Gnostics than the Gospels. Many of us, yes, we struggle with words like from 1 John, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. And these words from John's Gospel, spoken by another John, the baptizer, pointing to Jesus, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And believe it or not, Believe it or not, some Christians still argue over all of these words, and in particular, the words from 1 John. Jesus Christ is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. They disagree passionately about what atoning sacrifice means. Is it propitiation or expiation? That's the kind of nonsense that still drives people away from the church and from traditional Christian beliefs. And if you want me to explain the difference between propitiation and expiation. If you really want that, that's another sermon. But please don't spend your lunchtime chewing over what they could possibly mean or Googling the terms. That'll only open up to you all of those ridiculous Christian arguments. But when our understanding of sin is basically Gnostic, we admit there's evil in the world, and we know people do horrible things together, and we can't deny that we as individuals sin. But we often equate sin with ignorance. People not knowing any better. Those who lead others to sin take advantage of people who are uneducated, unevolved. And we see the terrible things that happen over and over. And what do we ask? When will we ever learn? And the prejudice that says most crimes happen among the poor people who are out of the mainstream of society, and if they could only find better places to live and get good educations and better themselves, the crime rate would go down and they wouldn't have to sin anymore. No. We can and must work for a better world, better living conditions and better education for all, but that won't stop any of us from sinning. And sometimes we take a therapeutic approach to sin. The person who does the unthinkable thing must be sick. He needs help. She really believed she had no other choice. And it's true, people who do unthinkable things very often are sick and they need help. And they may believe they have no choice, but somewhere along the way, they made choices. Somewhere along the way, they accepted the wrong help. Somewhere along the way, they turned to try to find the right thing in the wrong place. We recognize how people can be broken, how broken we all are, and less than whole, and we all need to be healed. But we can't do it for ourselves. Medicine, traditional, scientific, or alternative, it can't make us better people heal us out of sinfulness. Experts, Gnostics, are still trying to psychoanalyze Hitler. It's been a while since anyone has written a scholarly article, but do you have a subscription to Netflix? Maybe I'm the only one here who has a subscription to Netflix. You scan the choices, especially in the category of documentary, 
and it's Hitler movie after Hitler movie after Hitler movie. You don't even have to have Netflix if you just have cable. The Discovery Channel and the History Channel will give you your fill of attempts to psychoanalyze and explain Hitler. Why? Well, they say if we can understand what drove Hitler, we can watch for it in other people and offer help and healing so violence doesn't escalate and wars of aggression and genocide will cease. No. With the knowledge we have and the skills we've developed, the science at our disposal, we can seek and help anyone we can find who is at risk and who lives in darkness. Yes, we can do that. We can prevent violence and the committing of sins, but we can't cleanse the world or ourselves of sin. And even people, even people who don't believe in God believe there's such a thing as sin. They may not use the word, they may speak of evil, they may speak of alienation, they may speak of brokenness, or they may simply name actions that are wrong. We don't need God to have a sense that there is good and there's bad. And also to know that because we are free, we can do bad things. Not always intentionally, not always by accident either. We who believe in God, we who are doing our best to follow Jesus, yes, we understand the harsh reality of sin in the world. And in the light of Scripture, and I hope our experience as Christians, we know what goes on because of sin in the world and in us is not God's will for us or for the world. And it's foolish, John says. It's a lie to deny that. It's just plain stupid for me to say I'm without sin, perfect, when anyone who can see me soon figures out that's a lie. But here's the good news. We can't free ourselves from the sin of the world, but we're not condemned to spend our lives trying to get out of it. We're not helpless or hopeless. This world of darkness and light isn't just a way station before we move beyond it and become 100% spiritual. It's where we live and all can live better. We don't need to check out. We don't need to try to get out of it. But whether the old language of atonement and blood sacrifice comforts you or scares you, the truth behind those words and images is this. The will of God the whole purpose of Jesus, his words, his ways, is forgiveness. That's the gospel. And John the Elder's message in his letters is that Christians can live full, fearless, free lives. Lives lit bright by the truth that God is light, that God loves. And as John the Elder says over and over again, God is love. Amen. Glory to God.